This is the Horse Radio Network. This is a special episode of Horsemanship Radio brought to you by Omega Fields, the world's best omega-3 supplements for horses. Horsemanship Radio is part of the family of the Horse Radio Network. And today we have the launching of a special new site called MyRideHorse.org. This is Debbie Lauks, and you're listening to Horsemanship Radio. Thanks for joining us. Horsemanship Radio airs on the 1st and the 15th of the month. And today I ask the question, what is the Right Horse Initiative? If you're considering bringing a horse into your life, the Right Horse Initiative wants you to feel confident that adoption is the right way to do it. Whatever your wants and needs, your right horse is out there. And today we're going to help you find him or her. And right after this, We'll get to Christy Schulte-Keppert. Your horse is your partner in sport, in leisure, and just in life. To keep him at his peak performance and optimal health, a solid nutritional foundation is key. Ideally, horses are able to graze fresh, growing grasses, which most closely mimic their natural diet. But that may not always be possible and we may need to supply some of those missing ingredients in today's diets and provide more functional foods. One component of a horse's diet that is often underfed are omega-3 fatty acids. While more prevalent in fresh forages, harvested forages are lower in omega-3 fatty acids due to their more advanced maturity. Obviously, grasses and legumes have to grow to a sufficient height in order to be harvested, while foraging patterns of horses show great preference for shorter, less mature plants. That's why modern horsemen and horsewomen trust Omega Horse Shine to provide a powerful, bountiful source of omega-3 fatty acids for their equine partners. Look for Omega Horse Shine from Omega Fields at your local tack and feed supplier, or you can find them online at omegafields.com. Christy Cappert serves as the program officer of the Right Horse Initiative, which seeks improvements to equine welfare in the United States. She's skilled in assembling equine industry partners to collaborate on complex industry-wide issues. Christy led marketing and partner development for the American Horse Council's Time to Ride Initiative. Christy has degrees in equine science and business administration from Colorado State University, graduating magna cum laude. Christy competes in stock horse events, too. Christy recently spoke at the Movement 2018 Symposium, and the mission there was to take as many people as possible on a journey to discover the unique power of horses, to learn and apply nonviolent forms of communication and leadership, and to help humans and horses live a better life. Christy presented on this subject in titled, The Right Horse Initiative is Helping More Horses Find Homes. Well, welcome, Christy Schulte-Cappert. A lot of people will know you by Christy Schulte from your background, too, but you just got married this last year. Yes, I did. I'm, I'm now adjusted to the additional new name, but I will answer to any or all of the above. So it's so great to be back. Thanks for having me, Debbie. Oh, I'm glad to have you on. And I know that you've got a couple of Christies in your organization now, so we, we call you tech sometimes, but I still think of you as Christy Schulte. Sorry. <laughs> yes, that's okay. I think a lot of people do. And, and the, I, I always laugh at the nickname tech speak text because as I will 
readily admit I'm the world's biggest Yankee, but in the context of our organization, I am the one in Texas. So I really enjoy that. It's it's a fun twist to differentiate me from Christy Count. Yeah. And you're the long-legged, you know, you look long in the saddle and you look like a Texan <laughs> if, you had, if you had to pick that out of Texas. Um, well, we're excited yes. to have you on. We're, we're really excited to hear everything that you guys do at the Right Horse Initiative. You guys are such intelligent design, your passion, everything about what you're doing in the industry is kind of, everybody goes, yeah, totally makes sense. But then you just recently told me about My Right Horse. And I thought, of course you did. You made myrighthorse.org a new website. And I wanted, I, I it gave a little hint at the top of the show, but I really want to hear it from you. And what, what, um, how was it born out of? Tell us a little bit about how good the technology is for this, because I don't want to be frustrated by it. I'm I'm a techno dummy, you know. And, uh, uh-huh. and tell tell us uh, some of your goals and and visions for it in the next year or so. Yeah, absolutely. My right horse is something that we're so excited about and has been in the works for a very long time. And to even take a step back, one of the major goals that we have at the Right Horse Initiative is to make horse adoption easier through many different avenues. There's lots of reasons that adoption is not typically a huge and popular way that people are currently going out to get a horse, and that's what we want to change. And so when we look at that from a big picture, one of the issues that we wanted to tackle pretty quickly was making it easier for people to search for an adoptable horse. And Mm -hmm. I know that you and I and every other crazy horse person out there is always looking for our next horse, whether we have space, whether we have the budget, whether our spouses are on board, our parents are on board, whoever it is, we we can't help it. We're always looking for our next horse. And there are tons of websites and, um, you know, social media, lots of ways that people are listing horses either for sale or for adoption or for rehoming, whatever the method, but there really was no one main adoption site where people could look for adoptable horses and not only horses that are available for adoption, but to see their listings in a very concise, transparent, and user-friendly way. So that's what we have built with My Right Horse, and we're so excited to be launching it this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this week. So what's the official launch date? Yes, our official launch date is August 20th. So we're just counting down. And uh, yeah, in the next few days, um, it's up there. It's out on the web. We're welcoming visitors and we're adding our partners are adding new horses all the time. Okay. And who are your partners? But these are. uh, Yeah, so we, we, we have about 15, I think 15, maybe 16 now adoption partners with the Right Horse Initiative. And they have been our kickoff partners to get some horses listed on the site. I haven't checked in the last day or so, but there are hundreds already, hundreds of horses listed from Maryland all the way to Oklahoma. We, I think we'll very shortly have some even in California, if they're not there yet, there's, um, let's see, Kentucky, Ohio, all across the country. And so our partners, what they've done is signed on and said, we we're here and we are, um, ready to provide the best experience possible for adopters, have these horses up, have all of their pertinent details. And what they do is they have really excellent customer service. And again, looking at all the ways that we can make adoption 
a more attractive and an easier process um, because we know it's such a great option when looking to add a horse to your family, but it's traditionally just been a challenge for adopters to find centralized information on these horses that are available. So our partners are really, really good at doing that. And of course, making that, making that connection, making it that, that very right fit for the person and their new right horse. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm a Facebook troll a little bit, you know, I'm, I've, Friends post things about getting their new horse, and and I'm always I think that's really fun. I think a lot of us are like that, and we we think well, how do we know anything about this horse? Are your partners are they are they rescues or are these people that kind of um, are they vetting horses for us or what's going up there? Yeah, absolutely. The so they are uh, some of them are rescues, some of them are transition and adoption centers. So meaning that not every horse that comes through their doors is from a rescue scenario. As you know, we really feel that um, language is an important piece of horses in transition. And so some of our partners are transitioning horses that are coming perhaps from off the track. They're retiring from racing or they're retiring from a higher level show career. And some of them, they do have horses that have come from pretty tough scenarios Perhaps they've come to them through um, law enforcement from a, you know, cruelty or abuse case, and they've been rehabbed and are now ready for their new home. So that's one of the strengths of the right horse. Our partners have such a varied background, and they get these horses ready for their next home. Again, whether that's coming from a different career or um, simply needing a new owner because of their previous owner's change in life situation, or if they did come from a, uh, a rescue scenario. And again, what part of our, our main, one of our main philosophies at the right horse is that most owners, we really don't care where our next horse comes from. What we care is that we find a horse that fits our needs. And so whatever that horse's background, the adoption facilities are really good at uncovering his or her strengths and weaknesses and matching that to ours and our goals as horse owners, whether that's under saddle riding, um, even using it for a vocation such as riding lessons or therapeutic riding, or just a pasture pal, um, maybe a miniature horse, a pony for the kids or the grandkids. And so those adoption partners are really great at making those right matches, no matter what our needs are, and the horse's needs and abilities. Wow, that's awesome. That's a lot of responsibility. Pretty cool. So I'm looking at this site, myrighthorse.org, and I see that you have categories set up here. You've got an organization up in the upper left, so that must be who we're talking about with partners. Is that right? Yep. Okay, and then we've got breed. Cool. You get to actually, um, you know, maybe fit the description of what you're hoping to do trail riding versus who knows racing and you've got a location by a zip code and a distance on there which is pretty cool then you've got gender gelding first i thought that was interesting um (laughs) (laughs) geldings are from heaven and then you even have the discipline there trail riding right up there first i'm looking at that then you've got age range height range price range i'm sure that it's it's as it becomes populated, there'll be more and more choices in those. Um, what is is there a, um, photographically? You're going to be limited on this. You can only put so much information up on there. How do people, if they get to their right filter, what do they do next? 
Yeah. So the the platform is designed to hopefully provide as much info as possible. And so when an organization is creating a listing, they can add photos. They've all got at least a couple really nice photos up there. They also can add videos. So anything that shows the horse in action, right. Whether again, that's riding or just hanging out with his buds, um, you know, showing off his good groundwork skills. They can add those videos. They can also upload documents. So you can see things such as if the horse has um, maybe veterinary records and the organizations can decide, you know, what's, what's most appropriate to show publicly for this horse. And once you find that right horse or that those right 10 horses that you want to bring all of them home, you can, (laughs) in that horse's listings, you can directly contact the organization and talk to a human because we know that that's the most important part that yeah, it's, it's not just about, you know, it's either, is he a, a pretty picture and does he look like this is something that I want standing out in the barn. It's about talking to the trainers and the adoption staff and asking about what his personality is. So you can directly email to the organization. There's a phone number or you can go visit their website for more info and hopefully set up a time to go meet your next horse in person. Yeah, yeah, got to get there, right? I mean, that's responsible. Buying horses over the internet, how many stories do we hear? But, right. <laughs> but, but this sounds at least like you can really narrow, and you've got somebody kind of in your corner about that, too. I love this, too. Um, you've got a little share thing, so if you're shopping for all your friends, too, it looks like you could pass that along and say, hey, look at Ichabob on here, and you've got um, – the listing expires in. Now, why does the listing expire on there? I see under some horses, no, all the horses have a listing expires in X amount of days. That's a great question. The One of the main things that we really wanted to do with My Right Horse was, again, provide a really excellent user experience for searchers. So not only is it a centralized place that shows all the info for horses, it it will always have up-to-date listings. So it's nothing is more frustrating than when you go on a site and you're looking at a horse that um, is already sold or already adopted or not available anymore for some reason. And just when you've got your heart set on him and saying, oh my gosh, look at this video. He's, he looks like a perfect fit. Well, then you look back up and it says, this horse was already sold or this horse was already adopted. He found his new home. So that expiration date is an automatic thing where organizations have uh, when they create the listing, it's good for 120 days. And then at any time, they can go in and renew that. So if it's taking a little while longer for Ichabod or somebody to find their, their new right home, they can easily go and extend that, give him more time. Um, it's more from a standpoint of making sure these listings are always up to date. And so you know when you're looking at that horse, that information is current and still accurate for his listing, which is another nice way to save time and save some heartache once you've already got images in your head of galloping across the field with so-and-so and and, and <laughs> you won't have to find out he's already got a new home. Yeah. He's already in somebody else's pasture. Yeah. That would be bad. Yeah. So yeah. And I get that too, because that does happen. Now, you know, if people could kind of in their minds think, 
dogs paralleling this too. I, I know my mom got the dog that she has right now locally, but the dog before was all the way from, I think it was Tennessee or something. So she, it was wow. all on her to kind of pick and choose and get him out there, you know, shipping and all that stuff. So if I see, like I see Scooter here in Huntington, West Virginia, what are my mm. chances of getting this to California? It seems like that's a barrier to entry. Do you have that solved yet? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And we people are always asking us about that. It's interesting you say that because our childhood dog, when I was growing up, we adopted her and she actually came up from Tennessee uh, to a shelter that I believe was in Massachusetts and then actually adopted to us, our family in Connecticut. So you're absolutely right. In the dog and cat world, these adoptable animals are shipped all across the country. And obviously, it's not quite so easy to do that with horses. They're a little yeah. little bit bigger and a little tougher to move. But one of our partners is currently piloting a transport program. That's Kentucky Humane Society. They're, they're piloting a program called TROT, where it's all about getting that right horse in the right place. So while we don't currently have shipping routes between all 50 states, they are, are working hard at learning what are some ways we can make that easier because that's exactly right. It's, it's about getting that horse in the right place and getting it to you, even if he's far away. So as soon as we have some of those processes a little bit more built out, that's another goal of ours with my right horse to connect you to the right horse and then make it easier to actually get him home and in your backyard. That's such yeah. a good question. Yeah. Well, I see you have on your location by zip code first, so we can filter to get those horses that are closest to us. But you know, how you always fall in love with the one that's probably the hardest, hardest to get home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But now, so I'm looking at the site and there's a sign in. So is this like a, is this, you have to be a part of a membership or something to actually be part of the My Right Horse filtering system? Right now, to view horses, you do not, you don't have to have a login or an account or anything. If you are looking for your next horse, all you have to do is visit myrighthorse.org and start searching and saving. For the adoption organizations, they, of course, do need an account to create and manage their listings. And right now, we have about a dozen right horse partners in there that are creating listings and populating all those awesome horses that you see. But as we launch and as we get bigger, we are going to be welcoming new groups onto the platform and inviting more and more organizations to create a profile to add their horses and upload those listings. And again, therefore, continually increase the number of horses that are available, um, try to make this the number one central place for adoptable horses all across the country. So short answer is right now, if you're looking for your next horse, all you have to do is go right to myrighthorse.org and no no sign-in or login required to start shopping. Okay, cool. And no fee then? Exactly. Yes, of course not. Okay. Yeah, just okay. all the fun of shopping from your home or, or your phone. I, I haven't even mentioned yet. It's um, oh, We know yeah. that mobile is a huge thing. We're, we're all, all on our phones or tablets for better or for worse. So My Right Horse is really designed to be super user-friendly on mobile and everything will show up just as well or even better on your phone uh, than your computer. 
Oh my gosh, you're going to be shopping all day long. You've got your phone on you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Okay. I should apologize in advance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's a wonderful. It's a wonderful concept. So, that's one question I was going to ask you: is what's going to be the limitation to uh, listing horses on this? Not you know, I I can't just have a horse of my own that I thought, oh, I'm just going to give it away, and so I'm going to just put it up here. Right? It's going to be your partners only that are on there now. Right. So currently it's only right horse partners, but we are very soon going to expand that beyond our network of, of just right horse partners because we know there's so many other adoption organizations out there. But that's also the issue that you bring up is, is really important and kind of goes back to some of the bigger questions that we're trying to answer as an initiative, which there's really a lack of resources for owners if you're not able to keep your horse anymore and are having a hard time moving it to a new owner, a new home. And so we've actually talked about how to address that from an individual standpoint. So at this point, we really still encourage individual owners to go through a good adoption organization. And that's simply so that you don't have to worry about the facilitation of the adoption process itself, that those organizations are are there because they're good at screening horses and screening adopters, and they have the processes and the paperwork to make sure that that's a good fit. But this would be a great way for somebody if they, you know, on the other side of the fence and need to find a new home for their horse, maybe they could see through My Right Horse all the adoption organizations that are a part of it and maybe contact them for help. Um, And then the organization would be the one responsible for creating and managing that listing. But you know, again, big picture, as we increase adoption and increase demand for adoption horses, because we know there's so many amazing horses available through adoption, we'll make it more and more commonplace and easier, simpler for people to have good options for their horses and make sure they always know if they're getting rehomed, it's going to a good home, an approved home and, and the right home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. So one thing I want to, I'm sure that you're going to have all the wrinkles. You guys are such an intelligent organization. You're going to have the wrinkles. But if somebody has a little trouble on the site, you know, they, they've got technology in their genes like I do, not. <laughs> so if they have any trouble, is there some support that they can get so that they, you know, don't get stuck on this and think, oh, well, they just launched it. Maybe it's it's their fault, not my fault. <laughs> Is there going to be support on there for people who can get a hold of somebody who says, you know, how do I get this done? Yeah, definitely. We'd love to help anybody through any issues they have, and they can reach us at info at myrighthorse.org. And all of that, that contact info is on the okay. site as well. And we have a an FAQ page as well that helps with some of the basic stuff. Um, and of course, we want to help people have the best experience possible and and make the searching and adoption process super easy. So definitely great question. Good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're catching up with the dog and cat world about adoption and, and uh, getting, getting these horses cycling out there into new jobs. They, they're ambitious and generous and they, they love having jobs. So thank you for doing that. So you're, you've got a couple stories coming up, I guess we're going to have a a couple of adopters uh, coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. We, as I keep saying over and over, we see so many amazing horses come through these adoption networks and go on to do incredible things. So we will, we're so excited to have these two adopters on and share their stories. Now they, 
didn't adopt directly through my right horse, obviously, because the site just launched, but they adopted from a right horse partner, including these partners who are on the site and have their horses listed. And uh, Jessie is one in Colorado. She's adopted through the CSU and Harmony Equine Center transitional training program. I believe she's using her adopted mare. um, Her name's Otter, I think. I hope I'm correct there. In horsemanship, beginner horseback riding lessons, and uh, also therapeutic riding. So we love to see those horses going on to careers like that. And then Ryan is another, an incredible young woman who's done such a fantastic job with her adopted horse. He's an off-the-track thoroughbred gilding from New Vocations. I had the absolute pleasure of meeting Ryan and Quest and her mom at the New Vocations Pony Club Challenge just a few weeks ago. So those will be two really wonderful perspectives of adoption and how they've just found their right horses. And, oh, my gosh, you're going to love talking to them. They're both incredible. How fun. How fun. I yeah, I love to hear this story. Am I going to need tissues or anything? I don't know. I haven't met them yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you might. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do love those stories, though, and I think everybody does. And we we want to see this uh, this industry grow with um, the generosity that horses give us that we give it back to them. And there are a lot of people out there that have a an extra hole in their pasture. I'm sure that we can get this thing going. And and your goal is to be as pervasive as the the rescue. Saying that you have a rescue dog this. It's almost like who says they ha- get a dog from breeders anymore? They, you know, the the badge of right. honor that you get a rescue. Can we get horses to that point? Do you think? Exactly. That's totally our goal is to make it as common and accepted and popular. And that's one of the things that we sort of benchmark against, especially for a new initiative like the My Right Horse platform. And and again, we were kind of looking at. Um, those other adoption sites, you can look for adoptable horses on places like Pet Finder, but it's really just not the same, you know, with, uh, with dogs and cats, you're not looking for the same things as you are when you're searching for a horse. So while those other sites are out there and they do have adoptable horses, it's just not what we're used to looking for as horse people searching for a horse. So we think this is a really important step in bringing the horse adoption world closer to being up to speed with the dog and cat adoption world so that, you know, like you and I, we both just shared about our, our dog adoption stories, these dogs moving across the country to find the right home that through my right horse, we can facilitate those kinds of adoptions and yeah, just make it easier and, and more accessible to everybody. Yeah, it's a it's a great goal, and you guys are you're doing it through the Right Horse Initiative, um, backing you know all these great ideas with these partners that you have, and now there it is for us, MyRightHorse.org. I love it. Thanks, Christy. Thank you so much, Debbie. I really enjoyed it, and we're so we couldn't do it without partners like Monty and you and everybody there. So thanks again. Good. We'll have you back. We want to hear progress reports on this. Is that all right? Yes, definitely. And and I can't wait for everybody to hear Ryan and Jesse's stories. I know you're going to love them. Hi, Carol Herter here, president of Cavallo, home of the world's most trusted and popular hoof boots. You know, one of the most interesting parts of what I do is the many horsey stories I get to hear. Most of them are really uplifting. Some are stories of challenges and a few are downright sad. 
Recently, a wonderful woman took the time to approach us at a show to share a story about her horse who went down in quicksand. It started out as a really scary story. We were holding our breaths, waiting for the outcome, and it turned out wonderful. They winched the horse out relatively unscathed, albeit, you know, a little traumatized, and everyone standing around were super amazed that he still had his cavallo hoof boots on. Scary story with a good ending. Another testament to Cavallo. If you don't have a pair for your horse, it's time. Cavallos are easy to put on, easy to take off when you want to take them off, and they stay on. They stay on in all terrain. Cavallo, the world's most trusted hoof boots. Jessie Butler has been involved in the equine industry for most of her life. Growing up in Colorado, her mother was a certified therapeutic riding instructor, so Jessie spent many summer days at the barn while her mom was teaching lessons. Jessie then graduated with honors from the Montana State University with a Bachelor of Science in, in Animal Science, emphasis of study on equine science. And in February 2016, Jessie attended a CHA instruction certification clinic and achieved her level four English and jumping and level two Western instructor certifications. Currently, Jessie is the program manager at Front Range Exceptional Equestrians in Fort Collins, Colorado, and is a therapeutic riding instructor at Hearts and Horses in Loveland, Colorado. In addition, she has a small lesson program of her own, too, with her herd of three lesson horses for students of varying levels that wish to advance their skills on the ground and in the saddle. Well, welcome, Jessie Butler. I'm so glad to have you on Horsemanship Radio. It's very honoring. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm good. Good. And you're hailing right now from Colorado. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Good girl. Well, very impressive resume and bio that you have. Sounds like you love horses. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Sounds like your whole life has been threaded with horses and maybe your family too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely got the horse gene from my mom. So I've <laughs> uh, been doing the horses for a long time. Well, good. And and you're actually making it work, too, which is really fun. I love that you've gone through a lot of certifications and you've educated yourself. Goodness, you've done really well yeah. at Montana State University with your bachelor's mm-hmm. graduating and, and with honors. So we wanted to have you on because this special episode is about MyRideHorse.org. We think it's a really cool idea that the Ride Horse Initiative has put out so that people are finding a horse that may not have been known to them except for this site, um, which is a really mm-hmm. cool way to, you know, kind of narrow the field of, we would love to bring them all home sometimes, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But you found Otter in a special way and brought him home and adopted him. So tell us your story. Yeah. So Otter, um, my mom works at CSU in the equine science department and she had told me about this right horse program that they were going to bring horses in from the Harmony Equine Center. Um, and they were going to be trained, um, to just to help get them adopted. And so I had heard about the program and, um, I met this little horse Otter and she was just a cute little thing. And I kind of instantly fell in love with her. And my mom's like, you better snap her up quick because she's going to go pretty fast because she's mm-hmm. so adorable, so good. And so I kind of from there was kind of set on adopting her. I wasn't really looking for a horse at the time, but um, I do have a lesson program. And she just kind of seemed to fit the lesson pony mold really well. And um, 
So, yeah. Yeah. Then well, she got to come home with me. And she got to come home. And, and I love, how many times have I heard this? I really wasn't looking for the horse, but. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the horse kind of found me. They do, don't they? They find you. Now, what did what qualities did you see in her, though? You said she'd make a good lesson horse, but what else were you looking for? Yes. She was, um, so I do mostly beginner type lessons. And she just has this mellow personality about her. Um, I saw through her while she was at CSU, she's just, you know, the kind that will stand at the tie rail all day and be brushed. And she loves that. And she's uh, super sweet. She's not super in your pocket. Like she's trying to mm-hmm. search you for treats all the time, but mm-hmm. she's really sweet and gentle and just has this really kind nature about her that mm-hmm. I knew would go really well with my students mm-hmm. and what they do. So. Mm-hmm. How, how tall is she? How big is she? Uh, she's only about 14 hands on a good oh. day. <laughs> oh, how sweet is that? Good. She can get her back washed. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I can see her, her back. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And, and so you probably have um, that concern that a lot of instructors have is always keeping a great horse in your barn like that, which you can't, as you said, you can't always plan a horse leaving your barn and you can't always plan when one might have an opportunity to be in your barn. So yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And that is sort of a, that is sort of a problematic, isn't it? With, with mm-hmm. teachers. Yeah, definitely. And since I'm such a small program, I only had two lesson horses to begin with. So I was like, Oh, I could use another better kind of beginner horse. My other two, I've done a lot of the training on myself and they're good, but they're not like little kid walk trot good. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was looking, I was like, oh, she would be great for that because she's just so mellow and so sweet. Mm-hmm. And so. do you know much about her background, where she came from? I don't. I don't know a whole lot about her. Um, she seems to have quite a good foundation on her. She's got some good Western training on her. And we're just trying to build up her English training now and taking her over poles and tiny little cross rails and stuff. Mm-hmm. Does she like her it's job? Super fun. Yeah, she likes having a job. If she she got left for uh, you know a week while I was on vacation a couple months ago, and she was like, "I'm bored. Give me something to do." <laughs> they do look at you like, "Where have you been? I have yeah, not exactly. had any fun in a week." <laughs> I've just been hanging out and it's boring and I want to do something. Yeah. I know. I love that. And and I love what the Right Horse Initiative is doing for programs like yours, Jesse, that, you know, there are horses out there that need a job and they're languishing in a pasture or they've kind of served their purpose, maybe for a kid who's going through the uh, the levels of, of expertise, mm-hmm. skills, yeah. and, you know, moving on to that next horse who might be maybe a hand taller <laughs> or something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. too. And, you know, what What happens to those horses? So I love that you've got a place for them. And do mm-hmm. your horses stay with you for life? Yes, they do. All of them do. Ah, so. Bless your heart. That can, that can actually get a little unwieldy sometimes. How do you do that? Yeah, it can. I think it's um, because I have such a small herd, I'm able to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and my herd is varied enough that I have. So the older horses that maybe are slowing down a little bit, they can stick to the walk trot lessons. And then my younger horses, um, they can do the more advanced lessons and work a little harder. So just try to vary my herd and keep them all happy and healthy and sound and all those good things. Yeah, good. With all all that equine science in your background, I'm sure that's not such a hard thing for you to do. Hard work, but not hard to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen the myrighthorse.org site yet? Have you? had 
I have not gotten to go explore on that oh, yet. Love it. You'll love it. It's just launching. It's a hard launch on August 20. So it's just basically off the ground right now. But probably as you think of horses when you're narrowing them down for your choices, it is by breed. Mm-hmm. It is by um, some disciplines, like what you're looking for. It is definitely from the customer's standpoint, looking yeah. for a horse that might be available, um, you know, and kind of by zip code and by, you know, a lot of those yeah. things that we, four or five markers that I think are probably top of mind and then mm-hmm. dig, digging down to find those things like you really wanted to know about otter. May they're special. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and super cool. It is. It's a really cool site. And, um, you know, for really cool people like you who are out there using these horses and getting them into circulation and helping people. So what was, what was your big goal in life? Was it more about just being with horses or was it putting horses in people's lives? I think it's, I think it started as just horses. And then when I was in high school, I did a internship um, with one of my camp instructors actually for a day. And that was the day I was like, Oh, I really like teaching. This Mm -hmm. is fun. I really like the people aspect too. So, and that's kind of where my career has taken me. I've done a lot of teaching in a lot of different places and, um, it's really suited me, I think. I'm really enjoying myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. So is this a job for life? Is this what you want to do with the rest of your life? I think so, yes, definitely. Yeah, good. And you're the program manager at Front Range, we, we had mentioned and when we introduced yep. you here. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. a therapeutic riding instructor at Hearts and Horses in Loveland, Colorado. How does that yep. split your time? That's that's a little bit of driving. I'm a busy bee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, most of the days I'm in Fort Collins doing program manager stuff um, for the Front Range program. And then on the weekends is when I do some stuff at Hearts and Horses. So I kind of split it by day. So I'll take days that I'm in Loveland. And then most of the during the week I'm in Fort Collins with either my horses or at Front Range Exceptional Equestrians doing stuff for them. So. Mm-hmm. And are those organizations, are they partners with the Right Horse Initiative? Do you know? No, they are not currently. Okay. Um, however, through the, you know, so we've seen some at CSU and Front Range Exceptional Equestrians does do some lessons out of CSU. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we see them in while they're being worked with with the mm-hmm. students, but mm-hmm. um very good. We kind of get an idea of how cool they are and all that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So favorite English or Western for you? Oh, I'm totally an English girl. Yeah. I see. Yeah. We, we read you off as level four of English jumping, but level two Western instructor certification. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I do a little bit of Western and on my time in Montana and stuff, but mm. I am definitely an English girl. I love to jump. So. Oh, you're a jumper. No three day yeah. eventing in your future? Probably not. I'm not brave enough for three-day eventing. <laughs> they are a little crazy. I agree. And yeah. dressage is very strict. So there you go. Yes. You know, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Go by the numbers. Yeah. Well, great. Mm-hmm. We're so happy to share your story of Otter. And we hope you mm-hmm. have a long, long relationship together. Sounds like you will. Aside yeah. from, yeah, aside from teaching, I know you love to ride too. So what do you do when you ride? Um, when I ride, or? yeah, I, I do a few things. So I have my own horses that are also lesson horses. So I ride them for schooling and my one horse that's mine for, I jump her and we're working on jumping a little bit higher. She's kind of new to jumping. So we're working on that. 
And then I also take lessons um, with my trainer on her horses. And so I'm working with her on riding young horses and getting them started over fences and all that good stuff. Good girl. Okay. Well, you're so busy. I can't even imagine that you had time for this phone call, but I really appreciate that you did. And we'll send our best wishes on to the Ride Horses Initiative and wishing them luck for the MyRideHorse.org site. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Jesse Butler, for joining us on Horsemanship Radio. Monty Roberts is proud to partner with the Right Horse Initiative, which seeks to help horses in transition by massively increasing horse adoption in the United States. The Right Horse understands that most horses will have multiple owners during their lifetime. Often, these horses find themselves in transition due to no fault of their own and can move into a second or third career with the right adopter. Adoption can be a great option when you're looking for a new horse. To help you find your perfect right horse, the Right Horse Initiative developed an innovative new website for adoptable horses called My Right Horse. On MyRightHorse.org, you can search hundreds of available horses by breed, discipline, age, and location. It's simple, user-friendly, and of course, mobile-friendly too. With a wide range of adoptable horses from all over the country, MyRightHorse.org can help you find the horse of your dreams. Visit MyRideHorse.org to find your next horse through adoption. Our guest, Ryan Klein, adopted Quest, her horse, from New Vocations and very successfully competed in the New Vocations Pony Club Challenge just a few weeks ago. Well, welcome, Ryan Klein. I'm so excited to talk to you about you and your new adoption. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. You have been such a busy girl. You have so many things going on. It was hard to even track you down for this, but I'm so honored and blessed. Thank you for um, agreeing to tell us a little bit about your story and how you're related to the My Right Horse. And uh, Christy Cappert says that you're a pretty busy girl with a pretty ambitious future. Is that right? Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) What are some of the things you just did today, as a matter of fact? Let's see. I got off school at 3.30 this time, and then I had volleyball practice till 6. Mm-hmm. And, so, you, and now I'm here. Yeah. What about that honors class that I heard something about? Was that postponed? Oh, yeah. Um, I had an honor society meeting for an hour. Oh, yeah. You just wedged that yeah. in, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. we're, we're here to talk about your horses. And I love that you're so busy because a lot of people have found that keeping horses in their life is a difficult thing for a busy person. But it sounds like you're accomplishing that okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Good. And you have a supportive family that's also helping you do that too. Definitely. I can do it without my family. Nice. Very good. Well, so... This whole episode is about adoption and transitioning horses, but tell us a little bit about your background first before you met your new adopted horse. Did, were you horsey before that, or is this your first horse? Um, Quest is my first horse, but I've been riding since fourth grade, so this is my fifth year. Good. And um, Yeah, so Quest is the I, first one you got to, to actually say is your very own. Yes, my very own. And before that, my instructor actually, she mentioned something about the Pony Club Challenge and everything. 
And I wasn't really set on the idea because I was so used to like quarter horses and, you know, West, like Western horses a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really set on the idea of having an off the track thoroughbred. So That's this right. was a whole new ball game for me. Yeah. So you actually, Quest is the adopted horse that you, you, you have now. I think he has a, a kind of a kamikaze name. What's his full name? Conquest Napalm. Conquest Napalm. I love that you call him Quest. I think that's a much nicer name. So tell me about this Pony Cub Club Challenge and why your trainer pointed you in that direction. The main reason why she pulled me into it was because, one, you got the horse for free. Mm -hmm. And then you ended up getting um, $600 after every update. So we had a three-month update. So you'd send pictures and you'd give them your record book and just show them, like, everything and show them like what you fed them and to make sure that they're in good hands. Nice. And yeah, definitely. That was the big part was um, that, I mean, the horse was free and I mean, you got to use the money for like maybe trailering down in North Carolina or maybe bedding or like medical care, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And you ended up with an OTTB and you, you ride Western, right? Yes. So yeah. that was a big challenge for me, yeah. too. Mentally, or do you think it's been a challenge that he's an OTTB? Was it just sort of like, hmm, I didn't see myself doing that? Um, definitely not seeing myself doing that. He's actually the most, like, laziest, chilled back five-year-old I've ever <laughs> seen. And okay. everyone is always jealous because he's perfect. Because he's perfect. I love that. Yeah. Hey, by the way, he's only five years old. Now that's another, that's another noteworthy factoid, but you also said in the same sentence that he was chill. Yes. He actually only had one start. So he decided that he'd rather go out in a grassy field than eat instead of (laughs) run. So, so a lot, a lot of parents would probably go, Oh no, a thoroughbred for my fairly young rider in five years, but never having your own before and a fairly young thoroughbred off the track thoroughbred um that that might not be the right thing but you found the right horse oh yeah he's he's a trooper i really do like him a lot so now what are your long-term ambitions with him are you going to stay in the western uh what what western discipline specifically do you ride as of now in what we've shown in a pony club for the champs and stuff we've been competing in western dressage Mm mm-hmm and the funny thing is, um, we just came back from a lesson maybe it was last weekend. And the instructor, she's like a dressage coach, and she didn't have any idea about Western dressage. And we ended up, he's actually really lazy, lazy. So he does not like to like do the full, like, you know, extensions and everything. Mm-hmm. So after that, um, she just continued saying that he was a very good horse and he takes care of me. And that Western dressage is like a good direction to him. And it turns out on the website when we were looking at him that he'd be best suited for like low level dressage or maybe like trail riding and pleasure riding. Mm -hmm. And that was like a big factor of us getting him because I have no interest in jumping, Mm -hmm. which was fine because I think he had some sort of fracture Mm -hmm. um, when he was training. So it causes him not to jump. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that was a big part for me. And we've actually been trying to look for, like look toward like the W A A 
mm-hmm. like the Western Dispositive Association to see if there would be any sort of shows coming up that we could compete in. Right, right. So you're you're matching pretty much your interests with your horse's abilities. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah. right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what, have you seen the website myridehorse.org? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, from definitely. the right. Do you think they're on the right track? It sounds like they're kind of doing some things that you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I follow them on Instagram and stuff, and I just think it's so cool on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot more horses will be back in circulation because of it. And look how surprised you were at what you ended up with. It, and if if you don't go through the journey, you don't know so well. And it's nice to have so many choices. What do you think? Exactly. I mean, there was anything from thoroughbreds to standard breads. I mean, they had all these sort of options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, good. I hope we get to see a, a little bit of you on, you're on Instagram then? Can find you on Instagram? Yes. Great. We'll be looking for you. And obviously we'll be looking for Quest and for you guys to have some blue ribbons hanging around that neck sometimes. Hmm? <laughs> I look forward to that. Yeah. Good. We'd love to follow up with you and see how it's going in a little while. And um, if everybody's happy and who knows, you may adopt another before you're done. We could do a, a li- another little discipline or something too. Are your parents up for that or is that too crazy? My mom may be up for it. <laughs> for my dad so maybe she will just be a little too much yeah, I could yeah. try that maybe like, it's always room for one more right exactly <laughs> I'm with you I'm with you Ryan well thanks so much for joining us today on Horsemanship Radio on this special edition of the myrighthorse.org yeah I was so happy to be here and thank you for this opportunity you bet Whisper. It's time for Jamie Jennings to fetch an email from Monty Roberts' inbox and share a morsel of Monty's wisdom in a little segment we like to call Ask Monty. Leave this world a better place than the The magic in the language of the Dear Monty, I have two young horses turning five, and they are both afraid of water and of being bathed. I've avoided trying to force water on them and wonder what you do to get them to the point of bathing without fear. I am afraid of making them more nervous than they already are, so I haven't done a lot to this point. What is your recommendation for dealing with this? Monty's answer. I answered this question quite often. Remember that a horse can stand out in the rain without any problem. It's only when water hisses from a hose under pressure that many of our horses take fright and try to avoid the water to get away from the sound. I tell people that if they have a spare stall that they don't mind getting wet, they should put the horse with the problem in it. Then get a stool or a table so you can reach over the wall while holding your hose. Have a pistol grip on the hose and start out with a fine mist. You may have to direct your fine mist to a point away from the horse initially. Slowly bring the water closer to the horse, possibly just touching the legs at first. Work gradually upwards until your horse is actually standing in a misty, shower-like environment. Proceed by lowering the direction of the water once again, and then carefully cause the flow to be a slightly more direct stream rather than a foggy mist. The point here is to show your horse that there is no pain connected to the water from the hose. Remember that the horse and all flight animals are built by nature to be frightened of anything of which they are not familiar. 
Once you have familiarity, it is likely you will lessen the fear. Our obligation is to create these conditions with no pain to the animal. When he will stand reasonably comfortable for this procedure, then you can move on to the next step. Open the door slightly, put the pistol grip through it, and begin to spray the floor all around the horse. Gradually work up the legs and onto the body as he becomes relaxed with the process. If you choose a good hot day, your horse will probably love it in a matter of 10 minutes or so. Having accomplished these steps, then you can begin to direct the water to sensitive areas, the head, under the belly, and up between the hind legs. You will have fun with this if you carry out your procedures through progressive steps that your horse can handle. For more of these insights into good horsemanship, go to www.montyroberts.com and click on the orange banner that says, Get Free Horse Tips. Hi, I'm Monty Roberts, and I'm dedicated to training horses without pain. You can learn to do it, too, on my Equus Online University. Western, English, the beginner, or the advanced rider. It doesn't matter. You can connect with other students online, too, on our forum. And there's a new lesson every week. It's a lifetime of learning for you on my Equus Online University at MontyRoberts.com. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Where in the world is Monty Roberts? Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged. Right up is the WEG. We've got the World Equestrian Games. Monty's going to be uh, there demonstrating on September 19 and on 20, and that's in Tryon, North Carolina. Look that up. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'll see Jen there too. And in the UK, then he hops over to October 6th in Collingham and October 19. He goes back to Hart Prairie College. That's a wonderful location. And then he hops over to Germany, and he will be demonstrating in Germany on October 25, 27, 31, on November 2, and November 10. He's going to be speaking German before he's all done there. And then he hops over to Switzerland, November 16 to 18. He'll be in Bern, Switzerland. And then he finishes up his fall tour in Hungary, December 1 and 2. It'll be a join-up master demonstration at the Budapest Horse Show. Long-term planning, February 15 through 17, 2019. Uh, It's the President's Day weekend, so it'll be on that Monday. Equine Facility Management Clinic. EFM through the CHA organization. So anybody who wants to be certified as an equine facility manager and get great insurance rates and and great knowledge, come February 15 to 17 at Flag is Up Farms. Through the Certified Horsemanship Association, a great outfit. They've been around for many years, and that's really how they got their start is that sort of uh, thing. So they're very experienced in it. And if you did not commit all of that to memory, you can get all of that information and more on the website, MontyRoberts.com, or you can give Flag is Up Farms a call, 805-688-6288. And for details about today's special supplemental show, like the web address of where to go find an adoptable horse, go to HorsemanshipRadio.com, where you're going to find links, photos, and more information about today's guests and topics. And we love your feedback. We want to hear about your shopping adventures over there on My Right Horse. You can go to Facebook.com, search Monty Roberts, click on the one that has the little blue check mark. That's the official page. Like it, follow it. And you can also follow Monty on Twitter, 
His handle is Monty underscore Roberts. And then go get the app and help your friends who are not so tech savvy get the app. Go to your app store, search Horse Radio Network, click the download button. It's free and easy to use. And you can do use it on your iPhone or your Android. That's right. And many thanks to our sponsors, too. We have a special one today. The MyRightHorse.org. And then also we've got Omega Fields, our title sponsor, and Cavallo Horse and Rider, our show sponsor, and MontyRobertsUniversity.com are everything. Be sure to visit all the other great shows, too, on the Horse Radio Network at www.HorseRadioNetwork.com. Until next time, have many happy horse hours. (laughs) 